This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Welcome to the True Beauty Brooklyn podcast. I'm Elizabeth Taylor. And I'm Alex Shapiro. We're estheticians in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, and we work with really incredible, diverse, ambitious, and driven people who are killing it in life. They deserve to be celebrated, and on this podcast, we're going to be sharing their stories with you. Yeah, and in between our interview episodes, we'll have Beauty School, where it's just the two of us, maybe some guest stars, and we'll be chatting about beauty, life, weird shit about being in your 30s, and learning more about one another, because that's what makes us more similar than different. Also, we're a lot of fun, and we have a super multicultural community, and we kind of think that you might too. So, why not talk about all things beauty under one black and Jewish roof? Plus, we'll be answering listener questions, so be sure to write us at truebeautybrokenpodcast at gmail.com. All right, guys, let's jump into the show. Hey guys, it's Alex. Welcome to the True Beauty Broken Podcast. I'm recording alone today. Elizabeth had an emergency family matter that she has to deal with, so I am going to do some listener letters. And hopefully it's not too boring with just me by myself. I guess we'll see. You'll now you'll know like who's the actual like fun and funny one. <laughs> you guys are constantly writing in the best questions that we love answering. And it's so hard. We get so many and we're hoping that eventually we'll get to all of them. But I guess let's jump right in. The first question is from Anna. Anna says Hello, I was wondering if you had a list of recommended skincare brands to use, especially for someone on a budget. After listening to your podcast, I'd like to get a routine down. The simpler, the better. You two are hilarious. Thanks for everything, Anna. Thanks, girl. So it's kind of hard when someone says that they're on a budget because what does that mean to you? You know, it's so different for everyone what money they're willing to spend on anything, but especially skincare. We talk a lot about two lines two medical grade skincare lines. One is called PCA. The other one is called Environ. And they are both amazing. That doesn't mean we don't like any other lines. Those are just our preferred ones. We use their professional products and our facials. And normally when we recommend retail products, we recommend from those two lines. And if you're on a budget, I say, if your budget allows, why not still go with one of those lines? Even though they're not necessarily inexpensive, if you're going to have a simple routine, you can maybe swing it. Like I say, if your skin is relatively normal, because Anna, you didn't 
explain really much about your skin. I don't know if I'm assuming you didn't say that you're concerned about anything in particular, which means maybe you're just not concerned with anything in particular. You just want to have a good routine. So why not get a cleanser, an exfoliator and a moisturizer? Just three products to start if that's all that your budget allows. You know, like let's say you went with PCA. If your skin is pretty normal or a little oily, you could totally use their facial wash. That's literally what it's called. PCA facial wash. It's a lactic acid cleanser. So it gives you just like a gentle exfoliation while it cleanses. And you could use that in the morning and night. Some people like to just cleanse at night and do a good thorough rinse in the morning. And just be very mindful. When it comes to skincare, be very mindful about how much you're using. You generally don't need to use a lot of product. And I feel that with products, especially if there are active ingredients, try to just use it within six months of opening it. So you don't really need to worry about like, oh, if I use so little, what if it lasts forever? Just try to use it within six months. Um, so let's say you use that as a cleanser. And then if you want a moisturizer, they make a moisturizer called Rebalance that works on most skin types. It's very light. It feels very water-based, but it's really nourishing to the skin and very calming. And exfoliation, you could do, PCA makes a product called Revitalize. It's a fruit enzyme mask. You apply it just as you would a mask a few times per week after cleansing and before applying serums or moisturizers. And basically what it does is those fruit enzymes will just gently digest any dead skin. So just imagine like a little Pac-Man, just kind of digesting all the dead skin. And it does it in a very non-irritating way. So it's pretty perfect for most skin. But I feel like if let's just say you got those three products, you'd have a pretty good routine down. I would eventually add in some vitamin A and or vitamin C. But other than that, that is totally a great routine. And you don't need to spend a ton. That can all be done, you know. You'd still be spending a little over $100. But like I said, this can last, these products can last a while. Now, if you are on a budget and you're like, I really, I cannot be spending, you know, $100 in one go at buying products. There are lots of low cost brands out there. I know a lot of people like The Ordinary. I still just don't know enough about it to personally recommend it, but I have clients who love their products and they're very inexpensive. There's also a brand called Coco Kind. They make low cost skincare and it seems to be mostly natural ingredients quote unquote so if that's something you like you might want to look at coco kind and yeah the prices products seem like $20 or less it looks like it's spelled c-o-c-o-k-i-n-d I follow them on Instagram you should follow them too so you can find out more about it if it seems like something you'd be interested in it's not medical grade skincare but that's okay if that is what your budget allows as long as you're taking care of your skin and keeping it healthy by cleansing it at the end of the day, you know, taking the whole day off of your face, adding in moisture, every now and then doing an exfoliation to just rid any excess dead skin. When you exfoliate, you're also going to leave just a really nice palette for when you moisturize and put on serums. All of that is going to penetrate so much better when you don't have dead skin. So those are key points for any sort of skincare on a budget. And I hope that that helped you. And if you have any other questions or if you maybe want to reach out to us and let us know what your skin type or if you're not sure what your skin type is, what kind of skin conditions you're dealing with. If you have acne or you're worried about aging or 
acne scarring, whatever it may be, so that we can maybe give you more specifics. That would be cool. All right. Our next question comes from Lauren. Lauren says, hey, first off, keep inspiring. To the point, I need a regimen recommendation, and I'm toying and looking into PCA products, but I got overwhelmed just trying to start with choosing a cleanser and thought I'd consult the pros. I'm almost 30, have pretty regular skin, but the occasional cystic under the skin breakouts, usually on my chin. I'm an ICU nurse, also recently graduated with my doctorate as an acute care nurse practitioner. Yay. Uh, congrats, girl. That sounds really intense. That's awesome. So I'm constantly wearing mask protection during my shifts at work, which I feel like factors in. Totally could be a bit of a factor as to why you're getting chin breakouts. Um, I'm olive complexion normal to dryish skin, occasional hyperpigmentation if I miss with those aforementioned breakouts. I'm not regular at taking care of my face, but you guys have inspired me to find something to be consistent with. I've already adopted the pumice powder. That's awesome. I feel like it should be an easy regimen for you guys. I just want to make the most benefit from my purchase. I'm all about efficiency. Thanks in advance, Lauren. Of course you're all about efficiency, getting your doctorate and shit. Okay, so... You said you get occasional cystic breakouts on your chin and you're normal to dryish. Um, has anyone, I'm just wondering, has a derm or an esthetician ever told you that your skin is normal or dry or is that just what you're thinking? We should actually, maybe we will post something on our Instagram to help people be able to determine their skin type because it's not the same as when an esthetician is looking at you under a magnifying lamp, but you might be able to tell it's based on your pore size. So let's see. You have the pumice powder, which is great. Make sure you're only using that a few times a week. You don't want to use it too much. And also make sure that you are really gentle. You want to treat your face like it's a balloon. And if you scrub too hard, you're going to pop the balloon. So do that a few times a week. I'm not sure. You didn't say if you're mixing it in with your cleanser or just using it with some water. But you can totally mix it into your cleanser to make it easy. And exfoliation is always best done at night. So now, PCA products. I would say, without looking at your skin, if you don't have a cleanser you'd like, I would go with the PCA facial wash. If you had more breakouts, I would say use their blemish bar. It's an acne cleanser that's really nice, but your breakouts seem like they are few and far between. You said occasional. Facial wash is great. It has a little bit of lactic acid in it, so it will give you an additional, just a tad bit of exfoliation. Lactic acid is also a hydrating acid and it's pH balanced, so your skin will feel nice. You might feel a little bit tight after and that's okay. You don't need to be using it twice a day. You can use that as your nighttime cleanser. And then you might, for those breakouts on your chin, you might wanna get the PCA acne gel. It is a salicylic acid gel that is amazing as a spot treatment or just as a treatment every couple of days. I wouldn't use it every single day, it can be a little harsh, but you can totally use it as a preventative in the area where you break out on your chin. So you can use that a few times per week after you cleanse and before you apply any moisturizers. And then you want to make sure that you said that you're in, you're almost 30. I like to have most of my clients use a vitamin A product. Vitamin A normalizes and regulates the skin cells, so it helps your skin cells to just work their best so that your skin can work its best. And 
especially if you're almost 30, you might be, I, I'm never one to assume, but you may be thinking about slowing down the aging process. So getting a vitamin A product is a great idea. And Environ makes a great line of vitamin A products. You have to get them through a stockist. You have to have a consult with them. So you can't just willy-nilly buy their products online. But PCA also makes a vitamin A product. It's a retinol treatment. And they make different ones for different things. There's one that is for acne. There's one that's for aging. So you can check out on um, PCA's website which one you feel like is more geared towards you. It's a little pricey, just a heads up, but you use a very small amount. And you do not need to be using it every night. In fact, I wouldn't. And I would alternate and use it on nights that you're not using the acne gel if you decide to get that too. But that's a pretty easy regimen. If you did the cleanser, vitamin A, you have your acne treatment, and then you already use your pumice powder to exfoliate. That's really perfect. So, oh, moisturizer. Again, you said you're normal to dryish. You have a few options. PCA makes a really nourishing moisturizer called Collagen Hydrator. So if you feel like you need a little extra moisture, that would be a good one to go with. If not, the moisturizer I recommended before, Rebalance, would be really nice for you. Like I said, it works on pretty much all skin types. Also, what I forgot to mention before is that it has antioxidants. So it's really, really nice. If you feel like you are getting the breakouts, like I, since you wrote this email, let's say, if you've been getting more breakouts than usual, they also have a moisturizer called Clear Skin that's really good for breakout prone skin so I'll leave that up to you but any of those options would totally work so your routine would be cleanse um, a few times per week exfoliate anytime you need it a little spot treatment a few times per week now I would do this on the nights you're not using pumice powder you would use the retinol and then always end everything with a moisturizer I hope that that helps I think that especially if you maybe didn't have much of a regimen before, that keeping things simple is key. Anytime I have a client who has never really been into having a regimen, I usually start with the basics of cleansing, moisturizing, exfoliating. It's just kind of easy. If they can handle that, then I know I can eventually add in a serum um, of some kind to really like target any specific issues. I hope that that helped. Thanks, Lauren. Okay, this question comes from Kylie, and she says, Hey, ladies, thanks so much for the great podcast. You're welcome. <laughs> I have really sensitive skin. I get irritated from a lot of products. I feel like for the most part I've gotten my routine down, but still on the hunt for an exfoliator that doesn't irritate my skin. Okay, I understand why that's hard. A lot of exfoliators can be pretty harsh. Especially nowadays, I feel like so many exfoliators will have multiple acids in them, which doesn't necessarily mean it will irritate your skin, but if it's not formulated correctly, it totally could. So I say the safest bet is to use a fruit enzyme exfoliator. Like I mentioned before, PCA makes one called Revitalize, and it's a fruit enzyme mask. Again, it isn't cheap, but it isn't terribly expensive. You use a thin layer, so a little goes a long way. That should last you months. And I always recommend to just start slow. If that means just leaving it on two or three minutes, that's fine. Um, you can work your skin up to tolerate more. If it's tingly still after a couple minutes, I would just remove. And then next time when you try it, also if you're very sensitive, I'd only exfoliate like once a week. You can maybe eventually move up to two times, but... I usually tell people to just start slow. 
but that should be really nice for you depending on what you didn't you weren't really too specific with the sensitivity level but depending you could technically tolerate pumice powder if you're extremely gentle and you just use a little bit but normally for sensitive skin i say use fruit enzymes like i said earlier it just gently digests the dead skin it's so you know it's so important to exfoliate I think that when you have sensitive skin, you just get really scared, which I totally understand. But I would totally try that mask. Or if you see anything else out there, if you see something more affordable that has fruit enzymes, give it a try. I think that uh, you'll notice a huge difference, especially if you have not been exfoliating at all lately and you have a good regimen otherwise, this is just gonna be the cherry on top. It'll be great. Um, I hope that that helped you, Kylie. All right. I am excited for this next question. This comes from Sarah, and the subject is, <laughs> hyperpigmentation is turning me into bridezilla. I get it, girl. <laughs> she says, you ladies are the baddest, and listening to your podcast has helped me through one of the most frustrating years for my skin. I'm looking for some advice on how to control that bitch hyperpigmentation. She is a fucking bitch. I've recently developed terrible cystic acne after going off of spironolactone, which I've been on since I was 17. I'm now 26. For those of you who don't know, spironolactone is a medication that a lot of dermatologists will prescribe to help balance your hormones if you have hormonal acne. But it doesn't solve anything. It just masks it. Usually you get off of it and just like what's happening with Sarah, it's coming back with a vengeance. Every single pimple has left a big, ugly, bright red mark on my ghostly Irish complexion. I finally got the acne under control, but now I have to figure out how to even out my skin tone. And did I mention I was on a bit of a time crunch? My wedding, that was already postponed a year because of COVID, is finally happening on Halloween. Oh my god, I love that it's on Halloween. That's super fun. I want to look my best, and I have so much anxiety about these pesky little marks on my face. I've considered doing a peel, but I'm worried I might not have enough time and my skin is fairly sensitive. Any specific product recommendations that might help me out? Thank you, Sarah. Sorry, Sarah, you sent this a few weeks ago, but we just got to it now. Um, but I hope that it still helps. So this is my advice to you because you are on such a time crunch. And even had we answered this August 21st when you wrote it in, that's still not really enough time to treat this with products at home. You are on the right path thinking about getting a peel. I highly recommend getting a couple of peels. I know it's scary because you only have a little over a month until your wedding, but if you can get an appointment ASAP with a PCA certified esthetician, which you can look up on PCAskin.com, basically that will show you any estheticians in your area who use PCA, which means they've been trained by PCA and likely use their professional peels in treatments. I would go and during the facial, they can consult with you. I know you said your skin is sensitive, but PCA makes peels for everyone and their peels are amazing. Your skin's pH actually neutralizes them. So even the most sensitive of skin can usually handle at least their, you know, lowest level peel, which will still be effective. So that's what I would do as far because you still have time that you can get a couple of peels, you know, get the first one ASAP, see how that goes. And then um, you can chat with the esthetician about coming back right before the wedding. Do I think this is going to fully make your acne scarring go away? Definitely not. It's just not enough time, but it will help lessen it for sure. As far as at home, I don't know what kind of products you're using, but 
And I don't know exactly how your scars look. I know you said they're bright and red. Are they indented at all? When scars are indented, it's those are harder to treat. But a vitamin A plus vitamin C and a good exfoliator will all help. I really like Environ's products for that. But again, you'd have to make a consultation with an Environ stockist. Um, they're just very strict about just not giving their products out to anyone. They want you to have a really good regimen. And the way to do that is to meet with a dermatologist plastic surgeon or esthetician that carries their line to find out what's best for you. But all of that will definitely help. It still will take time. Scarring can be hard to break down. Obviously, everyone's skin is different, but because you're so fair-skinned and sensitive, I can see it taking a while. But I say try your best not to focus too much on this because it is going to be so hard to treat it in such a short span of time and just focus on having some bomb ass makeup for your wedding day. I know that's probably not what you want to hear and it's kind of annoying, but that will be a great way on your wedding day to just not have to think about your acne scarring. And then after your wedding, you can continue to focus on lessening the scarring. It's definitely possible. Again, it's just going to take time. I also don't know how old you are. Um, oh, you said you're 26. So you're still young. Your skin, you know, your skin and just like anything in your body, things repair faster when you're younger. And now granted in our 20s, our skin is already starting to have a decrease in collagen and elastin and hyaluronic acid, all of these great skin building things. But you still have plenty of it at 26. So I'm not too worried about you. And it sounds like you're on you're on a mission. So I say that see what you can do. See if you can find an esthetician. I'm not saying that non-PCA certified estheticians aren't good. I just know for sure that their peels are fantastic and will get you the results that you want. So that's just my advice. Of course, you can go on Yelp and, you know, see what other people are saying, maybe with some estheticians in your area. But that would be my recommendation. Their peels cannot be done at home. They are not for retail purchase. And it's for good reason. They really need to be controlled. PCA peels are fantastic because they can be so controlled. You can put multiple layers if the client can handle it. You can put layers of different peels together. It's pretty awesome. So I think you should definitely do it. Definitely get a series of peels, whether that's now or you start after your wedding. And also when you go for a facial, they can recommend products to you. There are PCA products that are also great for lessening acne scarring. I was just using Environ as an example. And if for some reason you're like still scared to get a peel before, why not just get a facial without a peel so that the esthetician can at least get to know your skin and recommend a good at-home regimen. I hope that that helped, Sarah. Sorry that I can't be more specific. I just know that it takes time. It does. So just be patient and your skin. I'm glad that you got the acne under control. Before you know it, you'll also have the acne scarring under control. I promise you. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Sax.com.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So let's get to the next question, wherever it is. Oh, yes. I love this question. It's simple to the point. This comes from Rebecca, and Rebecca says Hi, can you do a podcast on permanent makeup and also about lash lifts? The idea of waking up out of bed with a perfect makeup look is very enticing. Hell yes, it is. I get lash lifts and I fucking love them. I hate wearing makeup. I really, even pre-COVID, I didn't wear any eye makeup. It just was annoying to me. Pre-COVID, I would wear, I would wear concealer, some bronzer, things to just make my skin look nice. Maybe a little bit of lipstick, but maybe that looked weird not having any eye makeup. I just, I don't know. Maybe one of you have a recommendation for me for a good mascara that isn't going to get clumpy or run under my eyes. I feel like I always look like shit midday when I have mascara on. It just never stays put. Even when I use waterproof, I don't know what it is. And so I just stopped using it altogether. Eyeliner I've never used. I I think I, I only used it in high school. I honestly don't know how to use it. Mind you, in esthetician school, you have to do a certain amount of hours of makeup certification. So technically, I got a makeup artist certification <laughs> in esthetician school you do not ever want me to do your makeup although I can at least apply false lashes I did my makeup for my wedding and because I used the false lashes it looked totally fine and a lot of editing from the photographer I'm sure anyway that was a tangent let's get back to Rebecca's question so permanent makeup that is way more Elizabeth's forte Elizabeth is permanent makeup certified she has taken so many courses over the years to perfect her art um she specifically does eyebrow permanent makeup I know there are other things like you can do lip blush and you can actually tattoo eyeliner on your eyes which sounds terrifying but what I do know is that for at least eyebrows and I'm sure it's the same for like the eyeliner is that the ink does not go as deep as like a tattoo that you would get on your body. It is a little more superficial. So it's permanent, but not usually, I believe after a year or two or more, depending on your skin, you do need to get it refreshed. But for people who really don't have eyebrows, I think it's amazing. It's not cheap, but it's well worth it. It's also well worth it to really do your research because it's your face and it is pretty permanent. But yeah, next episode, I'll have Elizabeth go a little more into detail about it. But I love it. She does a great job on people. I think when you like, let's say you find someone um, that you think might be a good fit for you to go to to see for permanent makeup. I say just look at their Instagram. Most permanent makeup artists will have an Instagram these days and really study the photos Study all of it because you want to make sure that not only do you have the same taste, but that this person is good at matching things such as like the tone of the ink to match your coloring well. I've seen people who have gotten their eyebrows tattooed and it just doesn't look right because the tone is off. But that comes with experience and that comes with lots of training. So I just say really think about it. Try to get a recommendation from someone. Look at reviews on the internet. Look at Instagram photos. 
really do your due diligence. But again, we're still working on our baddie beauty directory. So hopefully, for some of you at least, we will be able to give you some guidance on that. Lash lifts. I perform lash lifts, so I can answer that better. And like I said, I get them myself. They are great. It lasts about six to eight weeks, depending. It takes about an hour, sometimes a little longer. Usually it comes with a tint, so it can be pretty dramatic at first. The tint will wear off sooner than the lift. But basically, what a lash lift is, is you're using a keratin treatment to semi-permanently curl the lash. So basically what I do is I place a silicone rod onto your eyelid, and then I'm lifting your lashes onto that rod and I'm gluing them down with lash safe glue. And once everything is positioned the right way, I use two different solutions. The first is a lifting solution and that basically makes it so that the lashes mold to the rod so that we're getting that like nice lift and curl. And then after that you use um, a setting solution and that's just gonna kind of set that shape. So it's gonna set it and um, ensure that once we remove the rod that you have that shape for at least six weeks. The thing with lash lifts is that you really want to be realistic. I see a lot of lash lifts on Instagram that look so insanely, the lashes just look so lifted, so long. That's just not the case for everyone. It depends what your lashes are like normally. If you have short six straight lashes, of course, you'll get a great lift, but they're not going to all of a sudden be 10 times longer, you know? But I always recommend for my clients to use a lash growth serum if they want, because that will give you even better results for when you get a lash lift. Grande Lash is nice. Rapid Lash is really nice and affordable. I say use one of those for like a month or two and then get a lash lift and it will be amazing. And like I said, there's usually a lash tint involved in the lash lift. So at the end, we do the two solutions and then we tint them. I give my clients an option of either brown or black. And sometimes when I get a lash lift, I feel like it's very, it's like too dramatic for me at first because I'm not used to seeing myself that way. But in a day or two, the lift settles, the tint settles, and I feel like I look really fucking hot. So... I think it's a great way to just like minimize your routine in the morning. I mean, there are people who still like to use mascara with it, especially as the tint wears off, but you want to be really careful not to use waterproof mascara because it's harder to remove at the end of the day. So you wind up just rubbing so much and it can definitely make it so that the lift does not lash the full, does not, <laughs> the lift does not last the full six weeks. You also want to be mindful about using water-based eye makeup remover. I wouldn't use anything with oils. And also after you get your lift, you don't want to get your lashes wet for 24 hours. I say 24 to 48 hours just to be on the safe side. It's okay if they get a little wet, but you don't want to be dousing them while you're washing your face. So I always recommend that my clients when they wash their face that evening, just use a washcloth and gently cleanse their skin. People always act like it's so crazy. I'm like, it's really not that hard even when you're in the shower to just make sure that your lashes don't get wet. It's important. You just, that first 24 hours, first 48 hours is pretty crucial. You really want those solutions that we use to just be set in and not have anything interfere. So those are all ways to make your lash lift last longer. Myself, and I will say my clients who don't use any eye makeup, when they have their lash lift, it lasts even longer than six weeks because there's no rubbing, no tugging on the lashes and putting mascara on. It just, yeah, I had a client come in 
it had been over eight weeks since her lift. And I was like, girl, I don't even know if you need a lift again. But it's very individual. But I highly, highly recommend them. Especially it can be a lot different than lash extensions in the sense of there is less commitment with lash extensions. A lot of times people are going every two weeks to get a fill and it's expensive and it sometimes can damage your lashes. Getting a lash lift sometimes will make your lashes feel a little dry if you're doing it a lot, but you can ask wherever you go, you can ask them if they sell like a lash conditioner or you can look for one online. I wish I had a better recommendation for that. I like Lash Stuff makes a lash conditioner. I just don't know if you can buy it on their website retail or if you have to be a service provider, but you can check. It's not expensive. I think maybe it's $20. So not expensive as far as beauty stuff goes, but you know, $20 is $20. Anyway, Rebecca, I hope that that helped you. I would never go and do permanent makeup and lash lift at the same time. Anytime you're making a big change in your appearance, slow and steady is best because sometimes you're just like, what the fuck did I do to my face? <laughs> I say do one at a time. And if your permanent makeup question is about eyebrows specifically, you should try getting your brows done and getting a brow tint and see how that feels to you. You know, like kind of just see what altering your brows looks to you and how it feels. And then from there, I know Elizabeth will do this a lot with clients if they're like unsure if they want to do microblading. She'll be like, okay, let's just like tint them a couple times and see how you feel. The tint is very temporary, but it's a good way to just see, you know, your appearance being altered without it being permanent. So I would recommend that. And like I said, just do your research. Do your research for any beauty stuff, lash lifts, anything, even if it's just a leg wax. Always do your research. You want to make sure you go somewhere where they know what they're doing. They're clean. All of these things. So I hope that I answered your questions well on my own. Sorry, it's not nearly as fun. I really miss Elizabeth. It's so sad doing this without her. But yeah, keep writing in questions and we will keep answering. Um, also, if you don't already follow us on Instagram, you should. At True Beauty Brooklyn Podcast. Because occasionally we'll answer listener questions on there. And you can see our faces. Usually I'm not wearing makeup. I'm going to start wearing makeup when we do those. I don't know. I'm in the beauty industry. I feel like I should, right? <laughs> and I'll start wearing clothes. Half the time I'm wearing my yoga clothes. <laughs> Just like a little glimpse into my actual life. Um, but I feel like everyone can relate because of the pandemic. We all got really into comfy clothes. And like, I remember the first time I wore jeans. It had been like a few months and I put jeans on and I was like, this is fucking weird, but thank God they still fit. But yeah, anyway, you should follow us on Instagram just because you should. That way you can see us answer some of your questions in person, kind of. You're also welcome to write in your listener letters to our Instagram. You can DM us. And I think that's it. You know, to rate, review, subscribe. It helps us so, so much. It helps just with visibility. It also makes us feel really good when you write nice reviews. The not nice reviews don't make us feel good, but I guess that's just part of life. <laughs> and I think that's it. We will see you next time. Next time will be me and Elizabeth for sure. And let us know if you have any questions. Oh, our email, if you don't want to DM us or if you don't use Instagram, you can email us at truebeautybrooklynpodcast.com at gmail.com. I feel like I have to say it slow because it's a fucking mouthful. <laughs> All right, guys. See you next time. Bye.
This has been a COCBK production. Produced by us, Elizabeth Taylor and Alex Shapiro. Our engineer is Bart Tripoli. Our theme music composer is Zebra Sonic. Our artwork is by Garrett Ross. Our photos, hair, and makeup are by Sabrina and Joe Holdsworth. If you're an advertiser interested in advertising on our show, go to midroll.com slash ads. For more information, go to exactlyrightmedia.com. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.